You're listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast, with your host Danny and Kaylee. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 29 for Zap Night. 29. I'm your host Danny, and I'm your co-host Kaylee. Today we are talking about Final Fantasy IV. Four. four. It is four. Um, so Final Fantasy IV is renumbered Final Fantasy II in North America when it came out for the Super Nintendo. So while my Super Nintendo cartridge up there says Final Fantasy II, it really means Final Fantasy IV. The story behind it, and I've said this before, um, is in North America, we got Final Fantasy I on the Nintendo, and then we didn't see another Final Fantasy game in North America until Final Fantasy IV. And to avoid confusion, they've renamed it Final Fantasy II. So technically in North America, we got Final Fantasy I, and then we got Final Fantasy IV as Final Fantasy II. To, to avoid confusion, yeah, let's I know. add more confusion. And people are still confused about it today. <laughs> so. I can't believe you understand it because every time you describe it, I'm like, I have no idea. Well, it, I just think of it as North America got Final Fantasy I, four, six, And they renamed them to one, two, three. And it wasn't until they re-released all these games on the PlayStation version that they renamed them the correct way. It's crazy. I mean, imagine the confusion when Final Fantasy VII came out because we got one, we got one, two, three as one, one, four, and six, and then seven came out and they renamed it seven, and everyone was like, "Where's the rest of the games?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fun stuff. So now this copy of Final Fantasy IV, the Super Nintendo copy that I have, is interesting story, and I said it on the on the stream a few times. Um, I picked this game up with final fantasy 6 at a garage sale and it was in one of these like little um cassette drawers and we walked up to the garage sale and out of curiosity i opened this cassette drawer and inside was the two super nintendo games and i just like had this panic moment of oh my gosh <laughs> i cannot believe that these games are sitting in here so as calmly as i possibly could i'm just like how, how much do you want for these? And they're like, uh, two dollars a piece. And I'm like, sold. Take my money. I need to leave. Sold. <laughs> I, I remember looking at Lori and being like, stay calm. <laughs> As I'm like trying to keep myself calm. <laughs> do you think they they knew it was in there? Do you think who it belonged to? I they... honestly have no idea. It seemed like it was an older guy who was selling the stuff. Maybe he was selling it for someone else. And they didn't necessarily know that those games were in there. So they're over there looking, where's my copies? Yeah, I mean, it very well could be. And here they are in my collection. So Thanks. whoever it was, thank you. And I'm sorry that you lost your copy, but I'm getting good use out of it. So all the better. That's crazy. It's just, it's one of those things. This is why we go garage sailing all right. the time. And why we go to thrift shops is because you never know what you're going to find. You well, never you, know how much they're going to be worth. You hear people or... finding gems like that. So I'm oh, sure we, it's nice. Just, just a that. few days ago, we went to a thrift shop and found a little action figure. It was a G.I. Joe that we turned around and we bought it for a dollar and we turned around and sold it for what? 40? Wow. Yeah. 40 bucks. Very it's crazy. 39 profit. I know. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about Final Fantasy IV today. Uh, before we start talking about um, the game, I did want to mention we streamed all the Final Fantasy IV on Twitch, but you can see it on our YouTube page. Uh, just do a search for Zap Night and our YouTube channel should pop up. Subscribe to our YouTube page, please. We only have 20 yeah. subscribers right now. 
So I really would like to see a lot more people interacting over there. And um, we put tons of content. We have all of our previous podcasts up on, on our YouTube page. Not like the video format that we started doing, um, but just the audio files are up there. Uh, we got all of our gameplay footage from a bunch of different games. We have a lot more games that are, we have planned for the future. So whatever you guys can do to go over there and subscribe, that'd be great. If you like what we're doing, you know, just show some support and uh, help us out. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So with that said, let's move on to our um, our review here. So Final Fantasy IV was developed by Square on the Super Nintendo and it was released in July of 1991 in Japan, and then in North America we got it in November of 91. It was then later ported to the uh, PlayStation 1, Game Boy Advance, DS, PSP, um, and then the DS version was then pushed out to iOS and Android too. Now the DS version has the like chibi sprites. It was completely overhauled to be um, like modernized or 3D, I guess. Um, it's not terrible. It's not quite as bad as Final Fantasy three, but I, I it think, still is funny. I think you and me are in agreement as far as like chibi characters with like a serious yeah. Backstory. And this game is so serious, right. and we'll talk about it later. But to have these like it'd be a cute thing. Yeah, it just what? doesn't fit right. It doesn't look the same as you know what other stuff you know what a Final Fantasy right. game should be. And I kind of feel that way about. Four or um fifteen too when they re- released it for oh, the iOS yeah. with these like chibi characters, it it loses its maturity you know, so I, I don't know. We don't have to get too far into it, but I I felt like with how charming like the the group of friends were, the the chibi idea was kind of cute. So um, you want to get into the story? Sure. So you start out with. Your main character, Cecil, who's the leader of the Red Wings. Now, I've heard it Cecil and Cecil. Cecil, Cecil. Well, we have an Uncle Cecil. Uh, well, we used so to. to so, to call him Cecil. He's now a little bit Cecil. Easier. My Uncle Cecil was the leader of the Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you start off with your main character, Cecil. Um, and him and the Red Wings um, attack and steals the water crystal from the city of Mysidia. On request of King Baron. So Cecil is of, of Baron. Mm-hmm. After returning and questioning his king's motives for killing innocent bystanders, Cecil is removed from his position as captain and is given the new task of destroying the phantom beasts of the upper valley and delivering the bomb ring of the village of Mist. So now he he's got this like, he's, he knows that what he's doing is wrong. And I think that that's, that's where this comes in, where he starts questioning, you know, why he's stealing these crystals. And in that questioning, the king sees it as defiance. Well, not only that, but, you know, he's killing, they are killing innocent people. And it's really questioning his king, his king. In right. Personally, yeah. Yeah. And his king doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be questioning this. Do as I say. Right. But now still though, Cecil didn't. Actually, he didn't want to do this. Well, he no. didn't. He didn't directly question the king's, um, you know, sanity. He simply just said, "I don't understand why we're doing right. this." You know, he he really wasn't trying to make it a big deal, but the king blew it way out of proportion and stripped him of his title and had him deliver this package to right. the town. So 
they get to the village of Mist with this ring that the king has sent them with. And by the way, he's going with his friend Kane. His friend Kane, I, I don't know how it was introduced in your game, but I believe in my game he is a dragoon. But yeah. they also called him like Dragon Masters. I saw him one. I don't know. I, no, I haven't seen that. I just saw him as Dragoon so, in high version. So him and his friend Kane, they make their way to this village of Mist. And they, they fight this mist dragon in the caves, which isn't important. <laughs> well, they they it, do, it, it is, is important, important actually. It is important. They kill they kill the, the mist summon. dragon, and at the time it didn't mean much. But then later they find out that those summon well, monsters. If you kill the summon, you kill the summoner. Yeah, essentially. Yep. So they make it into the the village of mist and. This activates this bomb ring that the king sends them with, and it essentially bombs this it entire burns village. The whole yeah. village down, and they they quickly encounter the one sole survivor, which is this little girl, which you find out is how, how did you pr- did you pronounce Rydia. it? Right? Rydia? Yeah, Rydia. I mean, it it looks like Rita. I was pronouncing it like Rydia, Rydia. I, yeah, I couldn't I think, decide. <laughs> I think Rydia is mo- uh, the more commonly accepted way of saying it, but I have no idea. I have no clue. So, realizing that the village was, in fact, the village full of summoners, of course, Cecil and Kane are appalled that their king has sent them to essentially annihilate these innocent people. Um, so, they renounce their loyalty to their king and. Realizing that Cecil and Kane are the cause of this little girl's mother's death because they killed the mist dragon. Right, and, and that that was the mom, right. who they killed as the dragon. Um, she in turn retaliates and summons her own, which was Titan at the time, and it causes this great earthquake that ends up separating your party. So you are separated from Kane, and you wake up next to this little girl, and you have to make your way to help bring her i think they brought her to an end so that they could rest and recuperate because obviously it was a lot of destruction yeah so after seeking refuge in a nearby town and running into a into rosa who has fallen ill on her travels to go find you because of course that she's heard about this earthquake that's happened and she was worried about cecil right and they're they're like are they officially like together or are they just friends? I believe before you leave, they are saying like "I love you" and stuff. So I believe it's already established that, that they're, they're in a relationship. Together, yeah, they're together in some way. So you and Rydia, Rydia, make your way to go find this cure in the in the next town over, and in the cave, like passage on the way there, you run into this mage Tella, which <laughs> with lots me about of it. lots of jokes. Yeah, lots of Tella jokes. Um, he's also on his way to, and I didn't know how to pronounce this one either. I'm so bad about this game. Da- Damasian? Is yeah, that how it was? I don't know. Damasian Castle. He, he's on his way to find his daughter, Anna, who's run off to marry this bard named Edward. Um, so on upon arrival, it's apparent that the Red Wings have already bombed, bombed this, this castle. Um, and they go upstairs where they find... A Diana and Edward, who is the the bar Di- that Di- she's run out. Yeah, with. and Diana is Tella's um Diana. <laughs> Anna is yes. Oh, is was it, it Anna? Di- was it Diana in yours? Oh no, I I thought that's what you a said. A dying was... Anna. 
<laughs> I thought you said Diana, no, so I just Diana. thought that, that was her name. No. <laughs> I mean, you can see how I would be oh, confused. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so you find Anna, who's dying, and Tella confronts Edward because, you know, he's... Now, tell, and from Tella's point of view, sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. Um, from Tella's point of view, Anna is, like, eloping with this random... Bard. Bard. <laughs> well, um, essentially, like, a traveling musician. You know, in in Tella's point of view, she's just like run, running away, running away f- with this guy. It wasn't until he gets there and he finds out that Edward's actually the prince, right? Of and Damascus. and I mean, he makes Damascus. his peace with Edward, but so they 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 actually fight it out a little bit. You actually go into a battle scene. With oh them, yeah, which I, I remember that. Was kind of funny. Um. But yeah, it turns out that Edward is in fact the prince, and then you learn that Golbez is now the new commander over the Red Wings, who led the assault on the castle. Now, originally it was Cecil, but he was stripped of his rank, and now Golbez is rising in his position. So with revenge in his mind, Tella leaves your party to go find Golbez, and the party has to continue to find this cure for Rosa, because that's more important at the moment. So, you, you, you go to the antlion's den, and you retrieve the light of the desert, which is what you use to help heal her, I believe it was called uh, the desert fever that she has. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So, after defeating the normally tame antlion, the party backtracks and heals Rosa of her illness, and they all make their way to Fabul. Uh, where the next crystal resides, because they know that the next—that's probably next. Yeah, at this point, is. Cecil is trying to forewarn the kingdoms that their castles are un- going to be right. under attack, and that their their crystals are. And that's that's really know, his desired. after renouncing his his rank rank after oh, renouncing his the, kingdom. The, his kingdom, yeah. yeah. You know, that really is his next goal is to warn everyone of all of this that's happening because he doesn't agree with what his king is doing as far as taking the crystals and killing off all these innocent people. So on their way, the party runs into Yang, who is the captain of the monks of Fabul, who is training on Mount Hobbs before he and his men end up being attacked by monsters. So with his men dead... Cecil tells him that he will accompany him to Fabul because they have to tell him what's happening. Yeah, and Yang, they explain the situation to Yang, and Yang's like, we gotta go back and tell the king. So they run back to try and... Warn them about the the crystal. prepare. So, um, they get to Fabul, and the party, they, they prepare for battle, because they know they're coming. And your party ends up aiding in Fabul, defending their castle and all of this happening so when the attack happens you end up fighting a lot of these soldiers and stuff and you end up getting pushed back into the castle eventually you get pushed back into the crystal room where that is your ultimate yeah defend the crystal at all costs sort of thing so so when they get pushed back into the crystal kane comes back in which is surprising because you've been parted from kane for a while and it's very apparent that he's under Golbez's control. Well, I don't know if it's apparent at that point necessarily. Well, he's it's, obviously it's with defi- Golbez. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really what it is, is that he clearly has chosen a side. It seems like that he's chosen a side. 
So your party kind of gets knocked down, and Rosa and Rydia, Rydia come and join your, your party in the room, and Golbez comes up behind them, and he ends up not only taking the crystal, but he ends up kidnapping Rosa in the process. I think he attacks Cecil. He does. And um, Cecil keeps questioning, like, why didn't you just kill me, you know? As everyone knows, this is a spoiler type of situation. I mean, you don't you don't listen to this We're podcast. You the story. <laughs> yeah, you don't listen to the podcast unless you know. But later on, you find out that Ce- um, Cecil and Golbez are brothers, right. and it's funny that Cecil is questioning why Golbez didn't kill him, and that's probably why because deep down, Golbez knows that that's my brother. I just you know. assumed it was because he knew he was going to use him as a pawn to find the other crystals. You know, I kind of thought that too, but now, you know, experiencing the story here a little bit again, I wonder if that's why. I wonder if that's kind of what they were hinting at. I because was, they made it this huge deal, you know? I was just under the impression that they knew that Cecil would come. Well, because later on, they, they tell him, bring me this crystal in exchange for Rosa. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. he was using this really as bait for him to continue to pursue him. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. So they leave with Rosa. They kidnap Rosa. So, needing an airship, the party decides to sneak back into Baron to steal one, because their their specialty is airships. So, sailing by ship, they make their way towards Baron, but on the way, they're attacked by Leviathan, and their ship gets sucked down into the water. Isn't that convenient? Yeah. So, you get... This happens, and the next thing you know, you're awake, alone, on this random shore. Your party's gone, you have no idea what's happened to them. Um, so you make your way off the shores and you go into the town of Mesidia, which this town is in the very beginning of the game. You've, you've attacked this town already. So when you go in there, the villagers are very obviously annoyed with you and not very happy. Yeah. They still hold this, this grudge against him for the prior attack. So at the suggestion of the elder of Mesidia, Cecil makes his way to climb Mount Ordeals to renounce his Dark Knight path, if you will, and receive the holy powers of the Paladin. And I believe this is like, is it like a prophecy that they talked about happening? Yeah, I think that, I think that Cecil was trying to prove that he's not this person that the town has made him up to be. That he knows what he's done has been wrong, so he's kind of half he he's trying to prove himself to the village, you know, of of right. his trust, and I think part of that is trying to repent a little bit of right. the stuff that he's done. Well, for sure, throughout this time, he has this inner conflict of taking up the dark sword and the dark armor, and you know, the darkness behind. What's it. What's funny is that there's no real like backstory beyond that you know like why I what believe... was there some sort of challenge behind that the or only just thing that I understand... he has darkness in his soul uh, the only thing I, i'm assuming it be like having dark magic and stuff something you think of or being able to wield these dark weapons but he only i believe I, the way i understand it is he only took up this at the request of his king to become a dark knight hmm. he didn't do it really because he wanted to be a dark knight. Oh, he also has been told that he's not able to defeat Golbez right. in the darkness as a dark knight. Dark knight, yes. That he has to change to a paladin to even be able to defeat sure. him. So I'm sure that that's also part of the motive. 
so, motivation. So he has to go to Mount Ordeals to renounce his Dark Knight path and become a paladin. So he's joined by twin mages Palum and Porum. Porum? Spies. Spies. <laughs> and Cecil makes his way up the mountain, where he runs into Tella again, who's been searching to either remember or find the, the spell meteor. Which... <laughs> Again, I've heard, I've seen it spelled Mateo or something like that. It was something weird. I think in my game Medio? it was like Medio, yeah. yeah. And I think it's just abbreviated to be able to fit. I see. They couldn't the fit the R slot. in there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> so the team battles their way to the cave where Cecil is imbued with the powers of the paladin. And he's got to fight his former shadow as a dark knight. And this is really just a symbolic way of giving up his dark knighthood and becoming the paladin. And after he's done this and has become the paladin, Tella also happens to remember all these lost spells that he could never remember before. So he remembers Meteor. So they make their way down the mountain to Mysidia, and they may have to make their way back to Baron. And upon ret- the return, the party meets up with Yang and Baron, who seems to have been kind of like Cain. It's not like he's really corrupted, but he doesn't recognize he, yeah. you as an ally. Yeah, this is the first time that you're really seeing that there's there's something else going on. And, you know, you've been separated since the ship with Leviathan, so we just you assume everyone's essentially dead. Right. So, um, you, have, you end up fighting him, and he ends up kind of remembering what's going on. So you go in to confront the king, and you... As you confront the king, it's become apparent that the king is not the king. It's one of Golbuz's... What were they? Mages? Like, four mage, elemental mages? Yeah, the four elements. Yep. The so monsters. So, he's been under disguise this whole time as this false king, basically. What, is he a chancellor? <laughs> yeah, it's always the chancellor. It's always the chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> so, after winning, the team meets up with Sid, who leads them to the hidden airship, the Enterprise only to be trapped inside this room that's kind of been booby-trapped um, by the False King. And it's the, I think it's the walls start to move Yeah, in. they start to crush them. So, Palum and Porum, the two twin mages that have been accompanying you so far, they end up sacrificing themselves. This by is, turning to stone. Yes, they push hold up the wall and turn to stone. Yeah, and they, they sit there and then they're stoned in like that, with, you know, holding the walls. But what what's funny about that is that they're not able to cure them because they turned to stone of their own free will. So apparently that is uncurable. Though what I find interesting is that you can walk up to them and offer to give them items. Can you really? You can. At least in my version you could. Huh. Not that I had anything that I could give them, but I thought that that was interesting. That like maybe somewhere in the game you can find some sort of like golden needle that you can give maybe, to them. Maybe they intended know. for you to go back or something. Maybe. You scrap yeah. It. Maybe there is some sort of like, um, you know, underdeveloped, hmm. you know, side side quest or something that's interesting i didn't know that i didn't even talk to him yeah so you quickly make it to the enterprise where sid has hidden it and the team makes it into the air but before they can even leave above baron they're confronted by kane again in his own airship and so in exchange for rosa cecil is told that he has to go bring them the crystal that resides in toria so as they go receive, receive retrieve this crystal, Kane leads the party to the Tower of Zot. Do you remember the Tower of Zot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Rose is being captive. 
And that's where they make that <clears throat> exchange for Rosa and the, and, the crystal. and the crystal. So with Tella in your party, he remembers Meteor. So he casts it right away. But at the risk, he, he ends up dying in the process. It's, it's such a strong magic. Um, and so this severely damages Golbez in the process. So it releases his hold over Cain. And so with Cain's help, you're able to rescue Rosa before before her because i think something like is ready to fall on no her i think oh yeah something is ready to fall on her but i think also that the, the tower is, like is about apart. to self-destruct or something yeah <clears throat> so they regroup in baron 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 with Golbez in search of the other four dark crystals to reach to the moon the party heads to the underworld and passes through the crossfire between the dwarves and the red wings yeah so at this point they've they already know that all of the the upper world crystals have been taken but in a stroke of convenience there's also underworld crystals the dark crystals that golbez has to um collect also so now this is kind of the information that they get from Kane, who was under Golbez's control. So with that in mind, Kane's like, hey, we need to get to the underworld to be able to get ahead of Golbez to collect right. these crystals. And that's where they run into the conflict with the dwarves. So the party, after their ship is shot down, they, they go in and they speak to the dwarven king and realize that Golbez has already has hold of two of the four crystals in the underworld. So realizing that Golbez has already infiltrated the, the cast. Oh, so th as they're talking to the king, they realize that there's someone already in the crystal room as they're talking to the king. They hear children. Yes, the children. <laughs> they the hear babies. children in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back there and realize that Golbez has already infiltrated the castle. Um. After an awkward moment with a uh, severed hand, the crystal gets stolen again. I don't think it's this one. Oh, it's not? No. I'm pretty sure it is. So, realizing that Golbuz has already infiltrated the castle's crystal room, the team once again fight Golbuz with the assistance of a much older Rydia. So, she's older now. That's This is after they were separated by Leviathan. Right. So, this is where you first meet up with her again now. Right. So, we, after she's assumed dead, she's now come back much older. Yep. And I don't think I mentioned this, but she ends up being, she ends up going to the Fey March. Yeah, Fey so, she, well, it, it may be different in your game, but in my game it's just the land of the summoners. Or I the see. land of the summons. Basically, Leviathan, and she explains it later, Leviathan carries her to the land of the summons, and she makes friends with all of the summons there and collects their ability, the ability right. to summon them. So, by the time you see her again, one, she's much older because time is different in this space. So, she's matured over the, the right. time that she's been gone. But also, you have all these monsters that you can call, which is awesome. And I was wrong, by the way. This is the creepy hand. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, Rydia rejoins your battle and you fight Golbuz and she casts her summons and whatnot. And you end up defeating Golbuz. But as you're talking, it's like his body turn like fades away. As I guess, they do, except yeah. for his 
ghastly hand <laughs> that <laughs> creepily crawls <laughs> up really the stairs creepy. and everyone just sits there and watches it That's happen disgusting you touch it no you touch it <laughs> and then it takes <laughs> off with the crystal so yeah the crystal in this hand has disappeared <laughs> so they've yet again lost another crystal so trying to get the stolen crystal back the team heads to the tower of Babel, which i have been calling bibbly for whatever reason <laughs> bibbly <laughs> the tower of bibbly only to have uh, so they go to the Tower of Babel, only to have them, the, the crystals, move to the upper portion of the tower in the upper world. So you're in the underworld, it, the tower reaches all the way up into the upper world, and the crystals are now all in this upper upper section of this tower. In an attempt to leave, the team needs to stop the tower's cannons from firing, in which Yang now has sacrificed himself because he... I don't know what necessarily is that he does to stop these cannons, by the way. Yeah, he, like, jumps into the room, pushes everyone out, and then the room, like, explodes, kind of. And that's about it. (laughs) And then they're just like, they have that moment of silence, and then they move on. (laughs) You know, it's like all of these sacrifices happening while charming, it's like all at once everyone's like, well, if they did it, I might as well sacrifice myself. Yeah, I know, it's just this, this... bottomless pit of sacrifices and i don't mention it in this part either but sid also right after the sacrifices himself and you find out later on that all of these people are fine yeah, but I know. it is an awful lot of sacrificing for, yeah I know. and some of it wasn't necessary i don't I know. know yeah in any case so you have to get these stolen crystals back so you you end up going to the top the upper world to go into the tower of babley Bibbly. <laughs> Babbly, Bibbly. Babble. <laughs> so, on your way, you end up having to go through this cave. And over by this cave is um, Eblon. Eb- yeah, it's a castle like that. that is completely deserted, by the way. Um, and it's kind of tattered and gross. And on, on your way through this cave, you find the residents, survivors of this town. Holy crap. I never realized that. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I went to that castle as soon as I got the first airship. I went to that castle and like looted it. Yeah, I know. and I'm nice, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what this is about. So I moved on and didn't think anything of it. I was it, telling so. you in the stream to do that because you get a nice. Uh, I believe it's called like a blood lance or something. In any case, that. it's for Kane, and when you attack, it absorbs HP, yeah. which is so nice. I totally didn't get it. <laughs> in any case, yes, that is why they're in that cave system. You find you find the residents in there. And the Prince of Eblon, Edge, has already gone ahead. And his, the King and Queen, I believe, stayed back. But he has gone ahead. No, the King and Queen died. I think his they parents. die in the process, eventually. But I think they're alive. Maybe not. Oh, yeah, because you fight them. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you run into the prince, Edge, and they end up making their way into the tower, only to fall into a trapdoor that sends them all the way back down to the underworld again. So the team makes their way after meeting up with the dwarves and Sid again, before heading to the sealed cave to retrieve the last crystal. Um, once the crystal is retrieved, they are once again approached by Golbez, who has regained control over Kane again and takes the crystal. So I feel like there's a lot of the same stuff happening over and over. It's you have a lot of crystals. You have a lot of crystals and, and a lot of the same gold buzz shows up again at the last Yeah, minute. and I kind of feel like the 
Cecil's party makes no progress. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to, you know, make this happen. And then they fail and then yep. they fail and then they fail. And it's like, why does anybody have faith in Cecil anymore? I felt like, like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, I really felt like the Dwarven King, every time he told him, well, he took control of the four crystals up top. We'll protect the one that you have, though. And then they take the crystal. <laughs> I know. And then they take the it crystal totally again. Was, it was yeah. like, dude, I'm pretty sure you should leave those to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I feel like the Dwarven King was so, like, okay with yeah. it. He was just like, well. I guess. I guess. Happens. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> the world's going to end, but it'll be all right. We'll figure it out. So going back to the Dwarf King, the party learns about the ship, the Lunar Whale. Which is crafted to go to the moon, which is where Golbez is headed with all of these crystals. So the party travels back to the surface again, and they search for the lunar whale. And they successfully make it to the moon, where they find the old sage Fusoya. And Fusoya explains about the Lunarians, in particular the Lunarian Zamas, who is intending to destroy the planet so that the Lunarians can eventually take over. Yeah, so the way I understand it is that the the Lunarians traveled across the galaxy to find a new home, and on their way, they went into a slumber. And Zemos... Zemos. Zemos? Zemos. He's first Zemos, then he turns into Zemos. No, he's zero. Zeromos. Zemos. Anyway... He doesn't want to sleep. So he his consciousness is still awake and is able to take control over people. And apparently and and this, a lot of this is revealed at this point when you make it to the moon that um Zemus has taken control of Golbez who is half lo- what was Lunarian. it? Lunarian. And Cecil is also. Yes. And they both share a common father. I don't remember his name. You remember Zamus? No. I, I thought it was Zamus. No, it wasn't Zamus. It was another guy. It's okay. Um so in any case, um they they both are brothers and um that's why that's why they're more susceptible to Zemos's control. control yes. Right. And for whatever reason, and I think Cecil struggles with this on that Zemus picked Golbez instead of Cecil, Cecil. Um, to control. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, it's a lot, it's a lot to ingest in that section, but the, it the makes, goal it makes sense though when he explains it like it's like oh okay well this is shedding more light on what's going on right right so now the goal shifts from be, because the tower's already activated you have to go to destroy the tower before the tower destroys the world and the tower is a robot yes the giant of bibli yes babel so yes the ta- zamus ends up activating or no Golbez ends up activating the giant of Babel, which is a large robot summoned. So confronting Golbez and Kane, Fusoya breaks Zamus's control. We confront Golbez, and with Fusoya, he breaks Zamus's control over Golbez, and as a result, Kane also. Yep. So confronting Golbez and Kane, Fusoya breaks Zamus's control over Golbez, 
And as a result, that breaks Kane's control. And Golbez and Fusoya end up leaving the party to go to the core of the moon to confront and destroy Zamas, where he is residing. So the party meets up with Golbez and Fusoya on their own, because they've separated from the party. And they they see Golbez and Fusoya trying to kill Zamas. So they cast several strong magics and... Essentially, it looks like Zamus is defeated. They they kill his body, and you know all this happens. So, the team gather victory in sight, only to watch as the newly resurrected spirit of Zaramus, which is formed by the hatred and raid of Zamus, emerges and strikes down Golba's Fusoya, and then eventually your group. So and down then, then we get the epic Final Fantasy. Yeah. The sacrificial energy. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. With with the help of the allies down below, um, their life force reaches your party and revives them and restores their energy, um, giving the power to fight and kill Zeramos. And you end up having to use one of the crystals to really break his... I don't even know, his spirit. <laughs> it's like he's... It's like after you, I don't really understand what the crystal is supposed to signify, but that crystal, like, activates his true form. His true form, yeah, because he's originally, like, this hairy something. Yeah, yeah. A very, his very cold. His form was very gross. At, <laughs> but yes, and he was shivering. <laughs> yeah, a very cold Zeromos. So you end up having your final epic battle with your epic battle music, and you kill him, and victory over Zermas, the party, parts ways and returns, and everyone goes to rebuild their lives. Uh, Cecil and Rosa get married. Prince of Ebalon becomes the king. Yep. Um, your bard is unfortunately still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I yeah. think Yang becomes the king, king. of his yep. town, too. Palm and Porum are still alive, and they're. Still I think learning. the only one who did did Tella actually die. Tella I think did he die. was the yes, only one, the one that died. who actually died. And I believe Cain goes back to the mountain of ordeals or something like that. He he ends up trying to really atone for his right. Yeah, yeah, mistakes. and Golbez. goes back to, to the moon, moon with Fusoya, and then the moon like shoots off back into space. Remember that at the end? Yeah, I didn't know that's what it was. I didn't understand it. Yeah, so they're showing the moon, they're showing the earth going around the sun, and the the earth has, like, two moons. Yeah. And then the, like, second moon, like, slowly drifts off oh, into space. I didn't and, notice and that. And that was, and that's why um, Cecil has that moment of, I think I just heard Golbez yeah. say goodbye. You know, so I think that that's what it was, that they were, they decided to go their separate ways. And so that, yeah, that was Final Fantasy IV. Final Fantasy IV. No, that that went really well, Kaylee. Thanks. I'm surprised. I am too. <laughs> not not because you wrote it, but because we have the worst time with the yeah. stories. So um, no, you filled it in, filled in my gaps beautifully. Yeah, Good it worked job. out really well. <laughs> um, so let's kind of talk a little more on our thoughts about the story. Um, I liked this. A lot more than the last three we played. Agreed. By like a billion percent. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. 
And that's probably why a lot of my scores, I feel, are on the higher side. Because this one is so significantly better than the past three that it's, like, refreshing. (laughs) You know what's interesting? Um, Me, as a kid, would not have liked this. This would have been boring. But me now, it even, it kind of still is boring. But I really like it for some reason. There's something I it's, just... It's, it's really a mature storyline. Um, it's... It deals in a few, like, deeper aspects of, you know, your inner struggles, I think. And more so as an adult. I mean, they, they talk a lot about how, you know... Because Cecil has a problem with um, accepting his dark side. That he doesn't want to have this dark side. But, um... One of the elders, I think, tells him that, you know, everyone has a dark side. Right. That, you know, it's just a matter of controlling that and, you know, accepting the light over the darkness. So, you know, just like there's light crystals, there's dark right. crystals. I mean, we kind of dealt a little bit with this with oh, Final three. Fantasy 3. We dealt a little bit of the maturity in Final Fantasy 2. But this game is very much, you know... Combination of them uh, yeah, all. Yeah, it kind of is, yeah. Um, I really liked... The way they shelled out the characters and their backstories. I thought it was really good. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too right, little. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I am kind of a romantic when it comes to my storylines and stuff. But I thought that the love story between Cecil and Rosa was... It, I liked that it wasn't the main focus. I liked that it wasn't a main part of it. But I liked how it wasn't cheesy and it was natural. Like, they were already a thing. Like, it was yeah. just, it was just charming. I liked that about this. I was kind of sad that there wasn't any overall development of any of the characters necessarily. Like, yeah. Cecil, a little bit, but, little like, bit. like throughout the entire, like, relationship between Cecil and Rosa, there wasn't any real development there. But see, that's what I kind of liked, though. I liked, that it was subtle? It was subtle, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of these stories, like, with main characters finding a love interest, it's like, it was already there, you know? Right. And I, I kind of liked that about this. It was already established. It was charming, you know? She got kidnapped, but it wasn't... I mean, it was a big deal, but it wasn't, like... The love of my life. <laughs> it wasn't like the end sequence yes, sort of stuff. Yes, yes. It was just, yeah. you know, Rose is really important, you know, and then, I don't know, it just, it seemed natural, like, real life natural type uh, of a, I don't know, that was just me personally. No, was, no, totally, yeah. I um, get where you're coming from. Uh, I did like how all the characters were very memorable. Like, there wasn't any character that I was like, who is this again? You know, it's... Well, everyone it, it had an nice. important role. Yeah. And they each had their important part in the story. And they all met... They they all met on their own, like, terms. It wasn't a, a convenience sort of thing. Like, I think in Final Fantasy 2, all the characters that you met, it was trying to fill a need for the gameplay, where this wasn't necessarily I, uh... the case. You know, this was more of a, you know, you're meeting characters along your progression sort of thing. Right. I, I don't know. Well, I, don't, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. No, but... I think you are. But more importantly, not all of the characters were characters in power at the time either. Like, the Prince of Ebelon, you know, Edge was kind of, but he wasn't the king at the time. Well, I mean, same with uh, Edward. Yeah. Yeah, Edward, and Yang. Yang, well, was, Yang, I think, was just a was commander. Like a, yeah, he was just a commander, but he wasn't the king. You right. know, that's, yeah. you know, someone who was in absolute power. That was... But neither was Cecil, and that was, well, was kind of There cool. was no saving the princess in this one. Yeah. 
Um, I liked how they took the maturity of it, but they didn't turn it into a war story. Yeah. Um, a lot of the previous game, well, a lot of the Final Fantasy games in general, they have like this war, war theme going on, where this this faction is fighting this empire, and right, you know, yeah. they have that going on, kind of behind the scenes of the story that they're trying to tell, and I don't like that. Yeah, where this, it was like you could tell that there was a crisis going on that the world was aware of. Well, the world was and, working together. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, well, besides Baron. And and I mean, there was there was, you know, wars going on like with the dwarves and with the red wings, and you know, there was that element there. It was a but common it enemy, though. It wasn't like a big war right, no, kind of going yeah, on behind the scenes sort of thing. I I specifically mentioned like twelve was a lot like that, or even two. You know, there was this war going on behind the scenes of the story that they were right. telling and i i don't know i don't like that a whole lot fair um, enough yeah this one wasn't so much like a political war as it yeah, was just yeah. say hey the world's gonna be destroyed yes <laughs> <laughs> we need to save it <laughs> um i liked 90 percent of the characters i hated one and i hated edward, the bard yeah. i hated edward i thought it was so dumb and i especially hated that in my version, he had the option to hide. He just so, was so cowardly to me. And not only that, but they even had his character kind of cowardly. He was, over the death of Anna, it was just so... Even Tella, who was... Anna was her... It was, Anna was his daughter. He held a lot more maturity than Edward did. And I hated that. And I really don't feel like they tried to show growth, but... Uh, I just, and I hated him so what much. What was with Edward's, like, sickness at the end? I don't know. Like, what? I don't really understand what was going on. It was like he was so ill that he couldn't get out of bed, but yet he had to go play well, his his harp was or it, something. Wasn't he injured when Leviathan attacked? I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think it was just another way to remove him so that you could have new, fresh characters. Yeah. Maybe the developers also hated him. <laughs> But I thought it was so silly that to aid you in battle, he plays his harp in the metal cave. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, and, and that he had to crawl over there. Like, his helpers couldn't walk over and hand him the harp. Like, he had to, you know, physically crawl himself across the room. You have to know room. the struggle. <laughs> I, his character, I just, I hated it so much. And, like, a bard, I don't know. I don't, I mean. It's, it's hard to see a you know, a, a harp being a, a, a weapon. A weapon. <laughs> and it wasn't even... I'm gonna hit you with my music I didn't note. even really use his skills that much. And to be attacked by music notes, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Luckily, you don't use them that much. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to knock a lot of it. You know, I mean, just because you, that you was only my see only bad for like, point. you know, maybe I, three hours of the game. I haven't played all the Final Fantasies yet, but he is my strong first and the most useless character. So <laughs> yeah. I just, I did not like him at all. I thought his name was dumb. Sorry if you're an Edward. I, I, I don't thought it think was, there's any Edward fans I thought there. it was dumb for Unless this story. I don't think Edward itself is dumb. I think for his character. Although I didn't like Gilbert. I don't know where I got that from. Gilbert? <laughs> Some sort of alternate like yeah, name I don't for know Edward? Where I'd, I, was, I don't know. In any case... So what did, what did you rate this? I gave it an 8 out of 10. Oh, I gave it a 7. Uh. I it I think I would have rated it 8, but I I didn't love this story, but I didn't 
I mean, I really liked it, so I felt like a seven was fair. Um, I thought that the, some of the plot twists were really dumb. Yeah. With like, oh, all these people sacrificed themselves, and it was a big deal. Nope, they're not they're dead. Okay. Except for Tella. <laughs> tell, yeah, except tell for poor Tella. The hand. The hand. Was yeah, the hand was weird. Unnecessary. Um. Also, at the very tort, like when you go to the moon for the last time, they kick the girls out. The oh kick yeah, Rosa that was really dumb, wasn't that? It was so stupid. Like, why would you bring them to the moon then? What if they die? No, no. The, the thing <laughs> oh, was that that's they, right. they, they didn't want them to go to the moon with them. I see. And it was just, it was so stupid that they were kicking them I out agree. when you know what? It was perfectly fine for them to go and do all these battles prior to the final battle. Like that's stupid. I, I kind of think that it was only there to tease the player. As, uh, oh, you're going to lose your most important characters. Oh, no. We're just maybe. kidding. It I just, don't know. It was really stupid. It was only, it like, maybe it... five minutes. But it was just, it was stupid that they played this whole, like, you're girls. You need yeah, to go. Yeah, it came across very, we're men. This is yeah. men's battles. And it, it was dumb. It was what too What I thought also was really cliche. funny is, like, Edge and Kane, who's with Cecil... Um, it's Edge, Kane, Cecil, Rosa, and Rydia. And the the boys kick the girls out. And then when they surprisingly come back, you know, somehow they stowed away You're on like, the well, ship. This is all of our battle. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh well it's okay now, since they're already here, I guess. Like, I don't I don't know. I just Like you might as well follow through and be like, What are you doing? I was here? really kinda upset that about that really part. I it agree. was so stupid. It kinda played like I saw I saw where, like, Final Fantasy VII was drawing from. Like, this whole, like, no, I don't want to get you involved sort of thing. And I just, I didn't like it. I just it didn't like dumb. it. The last minute is a little... Yeah. Maybe if we were like this kind of long, like, you really shouldn't be going I don't want to get you involved, yeah. Rosa. You really should go back home. Yeah, maybe I would understand that being in... in... It was a little too late at this point. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard telling if maybe it was a translation error. Because I've heard that this game has a ton of translation oh. errors in it. Or, like translation just issues in general however i think that they were supposed to fix a lot of that for the version that you played so if the, it was like that for you then the i guess way, that's what they were planning on the doing. only thing that i really interpreted it as is maybe they thought they were going to die like they just maybe. were going we, they the the possibility of dying is more extreme than in those other cases yeah i don't know because, I mean, they were going with Golbez, Fusea. You knew that this was a very powerful enemy. Maybe they enemy. weren't going to come back. Yes. Maybe they were going to blow up the moon. Who knows? And, I mean, really, Rydia's was a very important person because she was the last summoner. Yeah. And, I mean, Rosa is Kane's love, so. Yeah. I just, that that part really it punctured did, a hole in the yeah, storyline that I didn't like. I completely forgot about it until you said something. But, yeah. yeah, I felt that same way when I saw that. Um... Otherwise, I like the seriousness we talked about. Yeah. I like the characters. Who was your favorite character? Oh, probably Rydia. Really? Yeah. I really like Kane. That was. Yeah. I like those kinds of characters. Though. I liked Cecil as a Dark Knight. Yeah, I just because he looked cooler. When he turns into a paladin, he gets this long, luscious hair. <laughs> yeah, I just can't kidding. do it. It's like white. <laughs> I don't know. And then Kane does it too. At the Kane's very got, end, like, blonde he, hair. he has a like long blonde hair that's like blowing in the breeze at the very end. He... It's just stupid. 
I don't know. I just... Cecil's type of character, I, I'm just... And then it's with most... Commonly, you find that with main characters are kind of like that. But And it was a toss-up between Cecil and Kane that I really liked their characters. And for some reason, I liked Edge. <laughs> I really didn't like Edge. Really? Yeah, I thought he was too, like, cocky. He, he was a little too cocky. I think I, I liked his design. And when he was being serious, he was fine. I couldn't stand... I didn't really like Tella a whole lot. I liked Rydia because her character design was really cool. The artwork, that, the official artwork that they actually have for her looks really yeah. neat. Um, I like her development. It, w- it was small, but like, you know how she was afraid of fire because her village right. was burned down and then she, she overcomes overcame that. that. Um, you know, the, the, the summoning fights were really cool where you had to fight for the summons, you know, I to really, prove yourself. I think normally the like aging all at once i think normally i wouldn't like that but it worked in this situation it did yeah it totally did and the way they explained it how well time works different in where i went and i was just like "Hmm, okay (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) they explained it that was what we appreciated yeah they weren't just like well she looks different now not sure what happened (laughs) well and it was more fitting because obviously they couldn't keep bringing a child with them right and I don't know. It, it works out really well, I thought. It was nice seeing her more mature and adult, too. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. So, you ready to move on? Yeah. All right, so graphics. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it a 7. Um, I thought that the summons looked really good. They were animated Absolutely, enough. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the magic looks were really cool. Uh, again, it was kind of brief. I would have preferred to have it a little bit more animation to it but i was okay with it i wasn't too i i didn't really notice the magic a whole lot i'll have to say the that. fire looks really powerful even though most of the time yeah it the wasn't. fire did look really powerful um lightning like the the threes lightning yeah. three ice three fire three they all looked really cool i didn't use a whole lot of magic to be really? honest yeah i used, I used a lot i used a lot of physical attacks hmm. um the monsters, for the most part, looked really cool. There was quite a few palette swaps, though. I did notice that, but I didn't feel like that it was... Too bad. Like, they, they could be. It, it wasn't really in, like, the same areas. Yeah. Like, it was, it was palette swapped just enough that it made it seem like... These enemies are harder. No, it really just made it oh. seem like it was the same enemy. They just happened to be in, in both places. I see. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this one's drastically yellow and this one's drastically blue. I see. What I mean, they saying. did that a little bit with the dragons. They did that a little bit with the skeletons, but that was about it that I noticed. Um, the babies were kind of creepy. The babies. They were dolls. They, they were, were dolls. dolls. We've been calling them babies. Because they look like babies. They look like babies. <laughs> and you fight this, like, giant baby after all the little babies join together to make which yeah. when you think about it is horrifying oh Even i know if I yeah. see dolls doing that was like oh that my would gosh. be nightmare fuel for sure yes <laughs> <laughs> um if this game was made today that scene would be, be scary like yes. crazy <laughs> um i didn't like and this isn't like that huge of a deal really but i didn't like that the underworld and the moon like the layout of like the land was it felt like it was kind of underdone like, I kind of get why it's underdone, because obviously it's the underworld and the moon, but 
like there wasn't enough. Yeah, it. something. Yeah. It was like it was just too much of the same thing. Like if you had made like the normal world just all grass, that's kind of how it felt. <laughs> you <laughs> I know see what, what I mean? mean? Yeah, I liked that. Um, I liked that they had the three different that areas cool. that you could go to. I liked the exploration between all of them. I didn't really like that you had to have certain items to be able to get around to everything. Like, to get to this place, you have to have the chocobo. To get to this place, you have to have the air sh- or the, yeah, the hoverers kind of That's more gameplay, but... Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That like, said, though... They had chocobos. Yeah, they had chocobos. They had a lot of <laughs> different, different types methods. types of chocobos. You had the black chocobo, the white chocobo. And the regular chocobo, yep. And that, that was really neat. Um, I liked that they did have a lot of different... Uh, transportation methods they had the like three four different airships or something yeah it was a lot. uh they had the the hovercraft um they I, had the ship i was most impressed really with the boss sprites they were sure. and even some of the enemies in the end they they just were really well done they were intimidating you know kind of like the the like death mask or whatever it was and i was like don't don't bite them dean i was like that thing when it popped up on my screen the first time i'm like uh i was like i didn't even want to fight him because i was like this looks dangerous yeah um the dragons were pretty cool the dragons looked really neat leviathan looked stupid leviathan did look really dumb i was really did he look dumb in your game too yeah he looked pretty much the same he reminded me exactly of in in family guy <laughs> there's an episode where brian gets his teeth knocked out and so his like jaw is like flabby and he's lose lost all of his teeth and it, looks, it, looks, it reminded me of that like leviathan's like jaw was all red and his teeth were just like little nubs and he just looked like he had been beat up already he just looks stupid so yeah i you really know, didn't like his design at Bahamut, all i felt like he was really small for he being was the really king small. of dragons, yeah, I know. he was not very intimidating at all. But his move was awesome. His move was awesome, but like when I'm fighting dragons with my and when the I summon, little yeah, dragon comes down. Like, yeah, what? come on, and like it could have been more epic. You know, you're when you think about Bahamut, you think about some of these Final Fantasies that we've already played. These buff dragons. Yeah, he's the big, king of dragons. dragons. And yeah. here he is. This... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I gave graphics seven out of ten. It was. Yeah, I think the worst for me was um, I I didn't like how some of the dungeons had repetitive tile like textures. Some like of them, they yeah. they didn't not not between different dungeons, but like within the dungeon itself, it was really kind of hard to. It maybe it was a contrast thing. Like if the floor was a little bit more contrasting to the walls or the like. I see. The non-accessible areas. Just so that I can see where I'm going. Like, in some of the tower stuff, you can't even see where the, the platforms are. The it's like, it's so yeah. chaotic that you don't really know what's going on there. Personally, because most of those dungeons are so easy to navigate, I really didn't notice a whole lot. Because I, I used the guide, to be fair, yeah. because I wouldn't be able to beat the game I didn't have it. too much problems with navigating the dungeons. Um, well, I guess there was my, a little bit in the longer ones that it's like, have I been point, here before? My point know. being is, with the guide, it made it quick and mm. so i was in and out the guy the dungeons were not particularly long 
which was great for me personally. Yeah. You know, with the time crunch, I just don't have enough time to be sitting there sure. going without the guide. But I I didn't notice personally. But the last the last dungeon, yes, absolutely, it was really especially that last part right before the boss, like final boss, crystal area. Yeah. yeah. It looked like you could slide off the panel and just die. I think they do that. Well, so far in the first three, I remember they've the done that a lot one. with like this glass palace yeah. sort of look where everything looks really shiny and everything slippery. Looks breakable. Yeah, absolutely. How <laughs> did you break something? I'm the only one here. <laughs> so yeah. Um Yeah, I think that was it. Um what'd you give it? For what? Like a score. For what? Graphics? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Did you say that already? Yeah I did. Oh. When we first started. Oops. It's it's fine. Uh, so let's move on to gameplay. We'll probably talk for a half hour on gameplay. Easy, typical turn base. I like the interchangeable types of weapons for certain characters. It was typical turn base, but they did introduce in this one the active time battle system. Yeah, I did notice that. Which made <laughs> it, it made a little a little more challenging. It made me really rushed and certain. I'm like, okay, yeah, I have yeah, to get in totally. <laughs> yeah, see, but what's funny is. They have moments where it's like, oh my gosh, I need to really focus and choose my options quickly and, you know, efficiently. However, I also had these times where I was sitting and nothing was happening. Because you're waiting for these bars to fill up kind of in the background that you don't ever really yeah. see. Like time counters to, to clock down before anybody can attack. So it's like you have moments where both the enemies and your characters are waiting to attack. So you're just stuck like, what's <laughs> happening? Are we going to do anything? Is someone going to go? I had way too much of that. And that drove me insane. So because of that, I feel like the battle system was slow. Though it wasn't really. So it's it's tough. It's, it's funny. I had the fortunate ability to auto battle mm -hmm. and i set my cursor up and i really didn't use it till the end when i had to fight enemies to level over, grind to level grind and i hated level grinding because you didn't really get a whole lot of xp unless you were in those battles that summoned other monsters yeah. but i put my cursor to, to memory so that i could just do my same set of stuff which helps Especially when I was casting Bahamut over and over, and it's a long kind of move. So when I hit auto, it sped up significantly, nice. which helped. Yeah, I didn't have that. I that didn't luxury. have that uh, <laughs> option. I didn't have the option for memory cursor either. Oh, so I had to pick every single item by hand, by memory. And there were fights where all my characters were on the verge of dying, and I am panicking to pick the right options, and I'm, I'm either picking the wrong spell or i'm when, picking the wrong character to use it on when i was in my menus my, the battle stopped like the the counters stopped not for you that nope. sucks nope. <laughs> i'm sorry while i'm choosing stuff things are happening, happening in the background so it's it's funny it's like this it's like this conflict it was slow sometimes and it was fast-paced other times it made it fun like, overall, if you look at the wide scope of the entire game, that battle system made it fun. But those times where I was sitting, not doing anything, nothing yeah. was happening on screen, it like was the very dragged. frustrating. Also, the battles were long in general. And I think it's because all of the enemies had 
relatively high experience and all of your guys didn't deal that or they had high HP. hp but the guys weren't dealing all that much damage so it was like you weren't doing a whole lot of one hit ko's every you, enemy took more multiple turns to kill them you beat the game at like what level 50 i think it was like 52 like 50 area. like somewhere between 50 and 55 I beat it almost at level 60, and before I got to level six, before I got to the last part of the dungeon, the first part, I was comfortable, and the battles did not last long, but it took a while to get there. So once sure. you were at a certain level, it was like, it, but you had to, there was like certain points in the game where you really had to stop and level grind to match up to, the, it was like all of a sudden the enemies were just harder. I didn't have any problems with oh, that. Oh, really? Now, my version, I think, was dumbed down for Americans. <laughs> So I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but I have heard a lot of people say that, that, that as a fact, yeah. um, that the Super Nintendo, and I played the original Super Nintendo version, that it was significantly easier than what it was supposed to be. Now, I did level grind a couple times. Um, I didn't really feel like it was necessary, but I did it because I had time to kill and I liked picking up and playing it. So... You know, I did spend maybe two hours, uh, maybe maybe three hours max level grinding. Um, again, I don't, I didn't really notice any difficulty. Like even in the final battles, the final dungeon, I did fight a yeah. lot, but I didn't feel like it was necessary. How did you feel about the last boss? Was it? It was a lot. Hard or? No, it wasn't hard at all. It was just long. It just took a while to get his HP. It down. was long, but it was kind of expectingly long. Yeah. You know, I was expecting going in, you know, to a hard fight. It wasn't a hard fight, so there was that. Like, I, I had no problems keeping everyone alive. I had no problems. Like, his big move was the Big Bang attack. Yeah. And it just wasn't that, that big. big. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was just Big Bang in Dragon Ball Z. It's Big Bang attack. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Big the bang attack. Sorry, I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan. Um, so Wait. yeah, it wasn't that. Items. This is a two-parter for me. But <laughs> I know this one was frustrating for you yeah, too. Yeah, it was. Um, when I went in to buy items, which I'm, this is just always how it's always been. I would buy one at a time. But really? so I would stack like five. Like I would wow. decide to buy five instead of just moving five over. But by doing that. Each one of those would fill a slot. Now, if I bought five, five would fill a slot. Mm -hmm. So it would stack, 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 mm -hmm. stack, stack. You're yep. only allowed so many. So mm -hmm. you'd have to go in, reorganize, and buy more. Because otherwise you're out of space. Now, when I went to equip, if I didn't... Ha if if I had, say, a sword, that I and I got a new sword that I liked, I couldn't go in and equip that sword. I would have to go in, discard something, to make a spot so that I... I could just switch them. They wouldn't just switch them. They would unequip mine to reequip mine. They wouldn't let that. me do that. I don't. I never really had a problem with a full inventory. Oh man, so I did maybe, it all the time. Maybe that was the big thing for me. <laughs> Even key items. At the very end, I had to discard something so that I could have the crystal. Really? <laughs> yes. It was so dumb. Interesting. No, I didn't have any problems with that at all. Um. I did have problems with my inventory where, like you're saying, it would make a new line and it wouldn't stack, right? 
Your sort button was all the way at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, that was my biggest complaint. Was you that didn't my even sort know button. you had one. I know. It was like halfway <laughs> oh, through. There it is. Yeah, I was halfway through the game when I finally had enough items to make it to the bottom of the item menu. And that's where I found my sort button. And once I did, it made everything significantly easier. Because <laughs> I was like clicking on, you know, cure that had five and cure that had one. And I would go over to the one and drag it over to the five to make six. And that it was so tedious. But yeah, once I found that sort button, it was one button, bloop, and everything would just condense Speaking and it would be fine. Tedious kind of a story, I guess. But um the metal cave they end up doing, you have to equip leather items. Yeah. I thought that was kinda cool. It sucked. I hated it. But I thought <laughs> it, like the concept was kinda cool. It wasn't too bad. Um I, think... I kept telling him, like, Danny, unequip everything. No, what I, are you doing? I understood once <laughs> once things were happening. I think the worst dungeon for me was probably the Doors dungeon. The Doors? Where you fight the Demon Wall. Oh, I didn't have any problems with that one. I didn't have any problems with the Demon Wall. I just just really hated the Doors. I had the guide. That you had to open up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I had the guide. I didn't didn't use use it. it. And it was more, for me, I like that challenge. Uh, I've learned, I, I'm kind of learning to like that challenge. I have a baby, so right, yeah. <laughs> I have I have to use my guide. The first time I played through all of the Final Fantasy games, I used the guides 100%. Yeah. Where now I'm finding that, I'm, I'm realizing how to play the game without the guides, where if you talk to the right people, you can find right. the information that you need to continue on. I like that, but my problem is... First of all, I'm impatient, but I am not crazy about dungeon crawling. Yeah, I don't like it either. And after, like, the first few times... In fact, the first part of the game, I really didn't use the guide. But after a while, it was like, okay, I've got to beat the game. I really don't want to sit in this dungeon all day, going back and forth. And and the other thing, which is another kind of con to this gameplay, is the battle step encounter. You... Sometimes the encounter rate is insanely high. You take a step and then you go into a battle. You take another step, you go into a battle. Then you take like a a billion steps and don't even. You could run through the whole dungeon and. I've had it where I can go, you know, barely make it one two steps, and hit a battle every time, and then I can go from room to room to room, no battles. It's it's bizarre. Um. Yeah, that was insanely frustrating. And then on top of that. Each battle took really an, uh, a longer amount of time than it probably should. Yeah. So it was like I, I felt like that you would yeah. just run away. Yeah, I felt time. like running away was a better option, especially when it was like battle after battle. It's like no, I'm not going to sit right. and fight the same guys over again. It's not worth the experience. <laughs> like I'll just wait until the next three steps when I have to fight him again. I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't a whole lot of side quests for this one. There really wasn't. There was... I think I did maybe three. Did you get the Excalibur? Do you have to get the I Excalibur? Did. You don't. You don't have to, but I did do that. Um, I got the Adamant Armor, Um, and you have to... I didn't get that. There's a certain item that these pink flan drop, and these pink flan... You, I think you can encounter them in like one or two other spots, but really the best place to get them is in the last dungeon in this one room. I and didn't you, see any pink flan. You you have like a very small percentage, and I encountered them my first time when I went in this room. But otherwise, you use this item. Mine, I believe, it's either called Siren or Alert, and it pull and it automatically go engages in these pink flan battles, 
Well, I only had so many on them because I didn't realize I was going to need so many of this item. So I only stacked up like five. Yeah. So I would save it, run back up to this dungeon and fight them, not get this item dropped because it was like a small, small percentage chance. Yeah. And by then, the game was already almost beat. So that's when you, you hadn't even started yet. So I was... I was working on that side quest. Uh, I only I got you. I only got one, but it was enough for me to. I got like, the well. Excalibur, and then I got all of the summons. summons I yeah, think I did that too. Um, Bahamut was one that you didn't have to get. Did you uh, get Yang's? Odin was one that you didn't have to get. Did you get the the kitchen knife with Yang's wife? I couldn't find it. You oh you had to go to Yang's wife to yeah. I tried to find her and I couldn't find her. Oh, really? So I just gave up. <laughs> I didn't understand. care. What was the kitchen knife for? You throw just it. To throw it. That and was it, it does not. It's a guaranteed nine nine nine. Oh, I threw it. Yeah. I must not have noticed how much damage yeah, it th- does. I, I did I'm pretty save sure it. it was either that or it was a spoon. I think it was a knife. Well, I remember somebody a playthrough that I was watching not too long ago where they threw a spoon and it was nine nine nine. Oh, well, either way, I mean, there there were items that you could throw. I don't know. So yeah, kitchen item. Um. Let's see what else do I get on my notes. Uh, the menu problems in general. Um, for my version, and I'm I'm positive they fixed this for you. The sort thing was a problem. The R and L buttons didn't switch between characters. So like, if I'm oh, yeah, if I I'm didn't, equipping, I didn't have the ability to switch. Between. Oh, you couldn't. Okay, I'd, I'd have to either parry or you know. Though I, no, I, no, I guess no. I didn't check. No, in the menu. When you're equipping. Oh, I see. So like, I'm oh, e- that sucks. I, I'm on Cecil and you I'm know, equipping wondered, a sword and then I'm clicking R and L and I can't. I do wondered anything. why you weren't doing that. I noticed you weren't doing that. Yep. I was like, that's because I can't. Um, I wasn't gonna correct you, but. And then the cure when you're using a curative item or spell, you have to do it. You have to go through the menu each time to use it. So like, for example, I'm using. Um, five cures on Cecil to heal him up. I would have to go into the items menu, choose cure, choose Cecil. Then it would go back, and I would have yeah. to choose items, cure, Cecil. Items, cure, Cecil. I hated items, cure, the Cecil. way they named your items. I hated it. Yeah, that was, that really was tough too. Yep. Um, also, the items and the spells were pretty challenging. I hated that. Um, you could only have two characters in the back row. You couldn't move like three in the back row. Yep. I thought that was kind of dumb. Yep, yep. Um, I thought that too. Because the back row was like the place to be. And <laughs> it was frustrating. It was challenging, which was a good thing. But it was frustrating that um, a back attack from the troop behind made your characters, your back characters in the front row. You can change, you know? Yeah, I know. Oh, it was just okay. an extra challenge. Because, yeah. like, you know, I could, yeah, I could attack with my best attacker or I could swap my roles. Well, why would I do that if right. I, maybe I can quickly, yeah. Um, I also had one small problem with mostly the lunar whale, but I hated when you had to, when you wanted to go to the ground, you would have to go into your ship, leave your ship, go to the ground. You couldn't just land and you could just hit a button to go back. Cause you know, yeah. the lunar whale, you have the, you had like, the like inside that you could roam around. Well, you could heal your characters mm-hmm. down below. And it's like the layout was weird. I didn't know how at first how to get to the ground because there's like a little door that yeah. looks like part of the ship. And then it's like a little hatch. S- several times I forgot which one went to the moon and which one let you just. You would just the like ship. run in and you would hit the crystal and psh, yep, off you'd go. Like oh crap, just go to the moon real quick. Oops, my <laughs> I'll bad. I'll be back. 
<laughs> yeah, I had that problem too a few times. I mean, I have a lot bad marked down, but it it wasn't like it was that bad. Like no. I think for you it seemed more bad because for me it wasn't nearly as bad. There's just minor annoyances. That... I think that that's really all it is. Is that I remember all of the annoying things about this game that the the good stuff kind of got yeah. diluted. <laughs> but I mean, this game, it was the battle system for the for its time was revolutionary, and you know, especially when you're looking at the last game, the last Final Fantasy game that North America had was Final Fantasy 1. Going from 1 to this game is enormous! It was amazing! So, I mean, that alone, I really feel like that, you know, yeah, I had problems with it, but I'm used to some of the newer games. So, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was playable, it was fun, it kept me engaged the whole time. I didn't set my controller down mid-battle ever, Although I wanted to a few times, but even the like the long waiting times where nothing was going on yet was it was frustrating. But overall, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it was, yeah. it was maybe well, thirty seconds. You truthfully, know? there really wasn't much to get wrong with this. It was very straightforward. You really story chasing. You know, yeah, you're just yeah. really the most of the gameplay is in the battle and the equip system. Was there any time that you were? Well, I guess not because you had the guide. But was there any time that you felt stuck? Um, if I forgot, if I set it down for, like, more than a couple days, you didn't know where you I were. didn't know where I was, and I'd really have to think about it. Um, I hated that I couldn't see a map without using a spell. That was kind of frustrating. I, there was a spell to use the map? Yeah, if you use, like, sight or something, it really? would show you. Yeah. I, I, I had sight. I had no idea what it yeah, did. I didn't know that. Either. I think I would read it in the book at one point. I'm like, oh. Wow. Yeah, well, see, and that was another problem with my game is that I had no descriptions of stuff. Like the carrot. I had no idea what the carrot the was because it didn't so give you any description. It was just they, a carrot. I don't think they called it the carrot in my version. It was probably a Goshel Green Peaceful or something green. like that. I, my my guide, whoever made it, was kind of funny. I, I I felt like I was with this person. I could feel this person writing it. It was really weird. <laughs> but um, it, the guide... Which I realize has nothing to do with the game, but the guy kind of had me kind of tripping a few times, but it was convenient, these little things that was said. It was like, you know, if you get lost, use this. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That stuff. The only time that I had a big problem that I almost used the guide for was um, when you are stuck... When when you're underground and you have the airship, but the airship can't go over the lava, yeah. I didn't know that Sid was there. So it was like, I was running around all over the place trying to find something to do. Right. It's like, you go into the castle, you talk to the king, and he's like, yeah, you need to go over here. But you can't get over there. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't what know do what I to do? do for the longest time. So then I finally was like, okay... There's got to be one person inside the castle, one dwarf, that has one line of text that tells me what I need to do. Sure enough, I walk in, the first dwarf I talk to is like, hey, there's a weird character down in the thing. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I went there and there was Sid. So, and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, okay, you that's know, why. I felt like the thing with Rosa, did you notice that she's like in this bed and you don't say anything about it? It's like, oh, Rosa's here and she's dying. If I was Cecil, but. Rosa, what are you doing here? There really was a dialogue for her. Yeah. And I, if you don't talk to her before you move on to uh, the Massian, you can't move past Tella. Tella's just like, you oh, yeah. shouldn't be here. Yeah, I didn't You gotta go that. back and talk to, to her. To... Well, I didn't, I didn't even go into that town. 
first. Oh, yeah. I went straight into the cave. And when you go into the cave, he's just like, I don't need you kids here. Yeah. And he kicks you out. And it's like, dude, what the heck? So then I leave and I come back. And once I come back with Rosa, he's like, hey, guys, I need some help. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't need help five <laughs> seconds ago. We were just a bunch of kids. You. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was the only time that I was stuck. Um, I was really expecting a harder fight with the demon wall. Because I kind of had this built-in anxiety when I was fighting the demon wall. Like, oh my gosh, it's coming closer. I have a limited amount of time. Like, I need to choose items really, really, really fast. And, um, you know, I, I did it first try. It wasn't too big of a deal. But I felt like I was really close. And I was right on the edge of my seat. It kind of made that fight more fun than the Xeromos fight. Yeah. Did you have problems with the summon fight? I think it might have been Edge's parents that I think about it, But I don't know. But, um, the, the, like, lady with the different faces, that, that summon Asura or something like that? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't, about. I didn't understand how to do that fight. Um, I had somebody in the stream that was helping me on that oh, one. Oh, really? And, let's see, the trick was, oh, man, I don't remember, no. oh, you had to do reflect, or wall. You had to use reflect on the on her, and she would just reflect all of her spells onto you. I didn't think about and that. And then once <laughs> once you do that, then it's just kind of physical attacks all the I way. I see, because she's casting like cure. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stuff. So what did you do? You just, I just get ended lucky. Up, or? I just ended up. I mean, I was high enough level that I just ended up beating her down. Oh, but... yeah. That was the only way. I mean, that was the way that I did it. The hardest fight. And the only game over that I had was with Odin. Oh, really? I, I had... fought Odin four times. Um, I fought him twice. <laughs> like, I I was like, I don't know if I was underleveled or just I didn't have the right equipment set up. And I fought him and he like demolished me in like seconds. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then um, th the same guy in the stream. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Big fan of Final Fantasy four. I don't remember his handle off the top of my head, but um, he was helping me get all the... He he helped me get the Excalibur, which I I think I would have figured out on my own, but it would have taken me some work. Yeah. I think the hardest thing about the Excalibur side quest was finding... Finding the Takavia. No, no. Oh. Finding finding the um, the guy in the forge. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that that, that little town was down fun. there. It's just like one little like pixel on the map. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea it was there, so I don't. That would have been challenging, but I would have figured it out. Um, but then I went to the moon, and got. Um, oh no, I didn't get Kane yet. I just I went to the moon, got the Excalibur. I think I did. Oh, I did all the summon stuff, so I had Bahamut. Yeah. And um, then after I had Excalibur and Bahamut, I went back to fight Odin, and I died on my first try. But then I did it again, and I I killed him on the fourth. My my fourth attempt, I finally killed him. I don't remember how many times I died through this game. I'm pretty sure I can count it on one hand, but Odin was the easiest one for me. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know, I have to say the hardest boss I had problems with was the last dungeon, right next to the save cave point, um, that I thing. I just wasn't high enough level. I was dying just before I could kill him, because oh, he cast yeah, death yeah, on yeah, everyone. I know what you're but like it was like if I just had like a couple more seconds, I probably could have killed him. Yeah. But after I leveled up, I was fine. But that was like my hardest one. Um, Odin for me, I I didn't really consider like it was a game over, but it wasn't really because 
he was so fast at like I just felt like I had to get the strategy right. You know, I didn't right, really yeah. feel like it was a game over because it was this like optional thing. Right. Like yeah. in the main game, doing all of the normal stuff, I didn't have any game overs. I see. Like I, I went through the game no problem. If it wasn't for Odin, I wouldn't have had any game overs. Um but yeah, Odin, I just I fought him four yeah. times. The first two times was just like me testing him out to figure out what's going on. Third time was just a bad attempt, and then the fourth time I had my party set up just right so that he he liked to target Rydia, but yeah. I needed to have Rydia cast Bahamut. Oh, that's so I moved switching the I rows. moved her to the back, <laughs> and once I did that, he didn't attack her. She was able to cast Bahamut, and between Kane and Cecil doing you know two three thousand damage. He went down right. pretty good, so... You caught it pretty close on the monster I was telling you about just earlier that was cast into Oh, the... Yeah. You were, like, one more turn and it Yeah, literally, over. Kane had died, and the other three were... Like, on their zeros. They were on zeros. Yeah. yeah, they were on zeros. And it was, like, maybe my last attack Seriously, killed him. <laughs> you were really I know, lucky I know. on that one. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, I, I had that feeling when, when the counter got to, like, two. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it was, like, one. And I'm like, nope, nope, I'm dead. Zero. I'm so I'm dead. dead I'm so dead. And then, I'm like, oh, woo. That was close. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. That really was funny. probably the closest call that I had. Um, yeah, I have to say, I, really... I didn't fight the sword. The sword? Yeah. So like, there was that the save point. There was the room with the eyeball oh, guy. There I know was what you're talking about. Yes. The next, the next place had another guy. A... I think it was another eyeball guy or something. But then later on, there's a sword just like there's chilling. There's more than there's more than what you fought. Oh um, yeah, there's... I saw one at the very beginning. And yes, I don't remember that's what that the was. first sword and the second sword you didn't get, but both of those are for Edge. Ah, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, I didn't do all of it, but I did. I get just those. by the time I made it to the final I just dungeon, fight the... and yeah, that's, that's how what I was. felt too. And honestly, some of those enemies were harder than the last boss. Oh man, speaking of the behemoths. Oh yeah, the behemoths. Those were um, hard. They. They weren't too bad, but in the dungeon with Bahamut, I there's three of them. You have to you have to encounter them in like a certain like well square. there's there's three yeah there's and there's three of them and you don't know where they're at necessarily unless you have you, the guide <laughs> yeah or or you're practiced in the game that you know where yeah. they're at but they are pretty close together and I wasn't leveled enough to oh, be able to take no. them on very well. The first one caught me off guard. I took it down without too much of a problem. The second one, I wasn't prepared for. Like, I was kind of hoping for a save point first, and it never came, it never came, and I'm like, oh, crap. So then I fought the second behemoth, and it, it went down okay. The third one, I fought, like, right away. And I'm like, crap. I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead, yeah. I was already dead. I didn't have enough MP. I'm like... How am I going to get through? I actually paused the game and like sat there and I'm like, I, I don't know do what this? I'm going to do. <laughs> like I, I just sat there and looked at the screen like, how am I going to get through this? And I think I used an elixir. And that was nice. the only elixir that I used outside of the final boss. Yeah, I saved a lot of mine too. I'm just like, I'm going to use an elixir on, I think, on Rosa to be able to heal, heal everyone yeah. back up. And then I just, like, oh, knocked him out. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, so now I need a save point to be able to fight Bahamut. And the guy that I talked about in the chat room, he was like, you'll be fine. Just go in and fight it. So I'm like, all right, I'll just do it. So I jumped in and 
All, all you had to do was cast reflect on everybody. Yeah. And the um, it just Bahamut's move just reflects and hits Bahamut instead, and it was a cakewalk. So that that was the <laughs> other point that I was on the edge of my seat, like I don't know if I can do this. I'm gonna die. But yeah, That's there was funny. there was only a few of those moments, but I think th- it, it made the game fun. My guide thankfully had a guide as to what ideally your and I usually what was your like level should be. I was usually like five levels behind till I decided to really sit down and grind my level because I knew once I got to the moon I'd really want to be high level anyway. Yeah. But I was I took on I don't think I had very many deaths. I think most of them was probably with that stupid eyeball guy. Yeah, so, really. Yeah. But I think I did. There was like one or two somewhere that was kind of weird. Like wonky. Yeah. Just not paying attention. Yeah, to that kind of stuff. Or if I didn't I, understand the, the how the strategy oh, would be. Oh, yeah. I had a few fights where I was chit-chatting in the chat either oh, yeah, with you or with somebody else and I looked down and like half of my party's yeah. in. I'm like, crap, dang it, I need to heal up. You know, <clears throat> saving your elixirs, that mentality, <clears throat> I have that too, but um, lately, especially with games like I'm familiar with, lately yeah. I've been a little more lenient with my elixir u- usage only because by the time I get to the final boss, I don't ever use them all. <laughs> Never. And yeah. I'll, I'll end the game with like five mega elixirs. And yeah, like, yeah. You know, there was... I just... I have this like deep-rooted feeling. Save your elixirs. You might need them. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that it stems from like early you childhood. Know, childhood. When you don't playing. love el- el- efficiently. Yeah, where you're not, you're not high enough level, you don't have a good strategy down, you don't know how to, you don't really know what you're doing. Right. So it's just uh, I need all the elixirs yes. I can get. And I just have carried that throughout all of my <laughs> games. So now, when you get to the final boss, one, they're typically fairly easy anymore. I haven't had any problems with any of the final bosses since, right. you know, recently, with since we started the podcast. And you get to the final boss and it's like, well, I guess I have to use my elixirs. Right. I've been saving them for this. I'm like, I may as well use them. You're, you're, and at this point, it's like overkill. Like, you don't need them. Your guy's at like 50, down 50 HP. Well, I guess this is as good a time as any to be using this elixir now. <laughs> it's like giving him another shot of steroids. Like, he doesn't need more. <laughs> don't drink all your elixirs in one day. Oh, it's too funny. So, yeah, I mean... That's that's a lot of gameplay. A we lot just of gameplay. Did we talk about our score? I gave it an eight. I also gave it an eight. Yeah, I, it's funny. It's like we the first half of the gameplay that we talked about was all the bad stuff, <laughs> and then and then we went from like this game is awful to praising it yeah. like crazy. So well, it does make me feel because I had a lot written down for bad and like one thing for good, so it makes me feel a little more justified in giving it an eight out of ten. Yeah, totally. So yeah. What'd you think about the music? Oh man, ten out of ten. Really? Oh yeah. Seriously? I loved this music really? like right out of the gate. <laughs> would you would you give it? I want to know. I gave it an eight out of ten. Okay, which well, that's is not more so than usually. I know, I was expecting like a six. I don't. Yeah, because usually <laughs> the way you reacted, I'm well, like, uh oh. You know how I am? Because usually I give them really low scores. Yeah. I did really like this music, but if you were to play music for me, I don't think I'd know it was from four. Actually, fun the fun thing that me and my husband have been doing lately is um we had we have a Pandora station for Final Fantasy music and when music pops up it's we play the game of guessing I do this too. <laughs> oh my gosh. When That's Final Fantasy 9. My my last job where I spent a lot of time driving around. Oh yeah. Um I would I I had a uh 
I had an app on my phone. I, I don't have it anymore, but I had an app on my phone that I could remote all of my music in. I, I have a, I use Google now, but I had this different app where I could remote all my music in, and I would just take my folder of Final Fantasy music and Shuffle randomize it, it yeah. <laughs> and then I would play this game with myself. I had nobody else to to you know hang out with while I'm on these long car rides between right. buildings, um, and I would just play that playlist and just guess and just guess which game it's from and i love doing the, this that's, it was so much fun and that is a lot of fun and that's but what i was going to say is um you, doing this i there's like barely anything for four i think one or two might have popped up but i i guess maybe the music's underrated because the music's I, good don't get me wrong I think it is so, good yeah. um some of it got a little repetitive like the last dungeon kind of got if, maybe it's because there's so many encounters. I think but... it's how the game is set up. So, okay, here's here's what I feel about the music. Amazing score all the way through. Every song I felt was really, 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 really good. Um, they used the SNES stuff, like the SNES limitations, to the best of their ability. Umatsu is a genius, and you really <laughs> see it in this, in this game. Um... You can see where they've had other games influence from this game. A lot of the sounds, like I could pick out small sounds and I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds like Final Fantasy VII or this sounds like Final right. Fantasy IX. Like I could pick out these little like yeah, I know what you're talking about melodies that they've reused over the years. That's... And I loved it. I loved that. It was so cool. A little unrelated, but I haven't played six yet. But Brandon has been playing six today, yeah. and a lot of that I heard seven. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way when I played six the first time through, where a lot of the score is like, oh my gosh, yeah. this sounds so much like seven. Yep. And I had a lot of that in this. I I know seven soundtrack like the back of my hand, so I had a lot of that when I played this game, where I'm like, these yeah. sounds, I recognize these That's sounds how from I am seven. With nine. <laughs> so um you can tell that the same person composed you know all of these games but in this game really solidified the final fantasy feel i mean yeah. you had you had final fantasy one where you kind of established some of the like bass melodies and like you know the fanfare and the crystal theme and some of that but this this score was just so great <laughs> all the way through. There was one song in particular that I kind of had a problem with, and it was the final boss song. It wasn't that great. Oh, it wasn't uh. that epic. And there was like a weird like whiny noise in like a section of the song that I hated. I couldn't stand that sound. Um, the repetitiveness that you're talking about. I am contributing it to gameplay because it, I think it's just the way that they built the game. Basically, after every battle, the it game over. the game restarts the soundtrack in the dungeon that you're in. So if, if it you starts off kind of eh. well, if you're if you're running like the final battle specifically, you're running through it and it's like okay, I just want to get to the final boss. I'm just gonna run from everything. When you're doing that, it's like you run. You have two steps, you get into a fight, you run. You have two steps, you get into a fight, you run. So all you hear is the very first da 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 and then you get into a battle. You already know what song I'm talking about. And then you get into a battle again. So, you know, it feels repetitive, though it's not really, because they don't reuse it throughout, you know, multiple dungeons. They don't necessarily, you know, it doesn't loop... 
within the dungeon itself, like, if you were to sit and just let the theme song play off, it wouldn't loop, you know, but maybe once every ten minutes. But you don't see that because of how the battle thing works out. I so see. it's it's kind of annoying. Yeah, I mean, I really did like this music, but unfortunately, I can't think of anything memorable off the top of my head right now. Maybe I'm, I'm getting maybe heated up. Like, maybe, I'm, I'm getting worked up. I'm passionate about this. <laughs> maybe I remember some of their themes, like yeah. Rydia's and stuff like that, but I don't know. The Red Wing theme is really good. That's what oh, they, yeah. That's what they open with. Yeah, that the one moon, was good. I think the moon sounds were really cool. The wah, 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 yeah. wah, wah. I, I liked that, too. The airship themes were really good. The Chocobo theme was kind of blah, yeah. unfortunately. Though you don't really need Chocobos all that much. It's more of just uh, they're there because they're trying to establish a mascot, I think, or something. I don't know. Um. Mm. Did you know that the chocobos stem from uh, a character? The chocolate, the chocolate yeah. choco balls, yeah. Choco balls. Choco balls, yeah. They're choco little balls. candies, little chocolate candies. I actually bought some, and I have a little chocobo figure That's from the choco cute. ball. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Anyway, um, I in not really my defense, but. A lot of this game, like the very beginning, I kind of forgot about it, to mm. be honest. And I really ha- have been writing the summary out. I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. I think if I played this through again, I would feel that way about the music. I'm willing to bet. If I paid more close attention, I'd be like, yeah, it's this music. And I do remember feeling that way, but it was like I had a break for a while when I was waiting for you to finish mm. that I just kind of started think that's, my own thing. That's probably the difference between the way that I played and the way that you played. I played all at once, pretty much straight through. Yeah. yeah. I knocked it out in less than a month and the last half I played in like two days. <laughs> I know. So, you know, yeah, I had a lot of, you know, I, I experienced a lot of it in a short amount of time. So I'm able to remember it all a little bit better, but I just, I don't know. I, I like the music just all the way through. Funny story. It's kind of funny. Um, you were playing last night and I was up with you till one in the morning. Yeah, I know. And I brought you into bed with me on my phone. Oh. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what? what? And I'm, I have it above my head and I'm watching it. And you finally beat the boss. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness, because I'm ready for bed. And you were going through like... Um, what everyone was doing after the battle and yeah. I rested my phone on my forehead and the next thing I know I woke up and there's the end like written on the screen I'm like oh and alright thanks for joining us I'm like bye <laughs> <laughs> turned off the phone and went to bed you were up you were playing that for a long time yeah the past couple days well I mean I, knew- I think I joined you at like 10.30 or something I know you said 11.11 at one point but I think I joined you about 10.30 yeah I think so uh, and it was late, and you jumped on, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Kaylee's on. <laughs> um, yeah, I did I did play it through pretty quick the last couple days. I This month has been kind of busy as it is yeah. with just a few things that we've got going on. We had a family reunion a couple weeks well, ago. What's and... funny is I've been on top of it the last, these last yeah, two Yeah, I know. Games. It's weird. <laughs> it was like you, rare. we switched positions. Because usually I'm the one who's cramming in I know. five hours into the last day. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just I found myself really trying to pack this one in yeah. at the last minute. But it worked out. Um, it's really, really awesome to play this game with. Uh, people in the Twitch, yeah, in the imagine. Twitch stream. Um, not just you. It's it's always fun to see you on because we have a little bit well, more to nice chit chat with. Other people, but engaged. it's so awesome to 
interact with people who have such a passion for these games that I also have a passion for and to be able to sit and chit chat and almost make friends with some of these people. I really think the camera thing is very charming for yeah, this type of thing. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the camera thing. <laughs> Joshua, my baby. Yeah. Every time I would, like, if I'm rocking him to sleep, we'd be watching you, and there he would be leaning into the phone trying to kiss his uncle. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> what a cutie. That was, was really funny. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I think that I'm getting more interaction on Twitch because I'm doing the right. camera thing, so I'm, I'm probably going to stick with that in future streams uh, if I can fit it on my little screen. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's jump into overall um, thoughts. Um, overall game experience, I gave it a nine out of ten. I gave it an eight. Um, I feel like I probably should have given it an eight, but I really did have a good time playing I really this game this all game. the way through. I was fully engaged all the way. Um, I, I think I would have put it at nine or ten if I loved this game. Yeah. I. It's not that I didn't. I mean, I really enjoyed this game. I loved it way more than the other three. And there was something about it that was charming. There's something about it that you can't quite explain why you like it. You know what I mean? I really liked the maturity level of it. Yeah. It really felt like a game geared for adults. Yeah. And for it being a Super Nintendo game, it's kind of weird to see that. You know, because you're so used to Super Nintendo games being made for kids. But this really, I don't feel like this was. And in contrast, we were playing three before this with the chibi. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that... It was refreshing to see yes, this, like... Yes, it was extremely refreshing to see it like that. And now, that said, this by all means can be played by children as well. I mean, it's not... Nothing crazy. It's, it's just... They swear, it, but it, that's about it, it, I think. It delves into, like, deeper issues, you know, than just, like, the typical saving the world sort of deal. Um... I mean, it's it still is kid friendly. It's not like kids can't play it; they can't enjoy it. It's just it's geared a little bit more towards the the older I kids, the adults. Like I said earlier, me as a kid would not have appreciated this game. I Agreed. did play this game, by the way, though, when oh, I was have. I was in like high school. I did play this game, and I was invested, and I did kind of like it. So I know that as a high schooler, I would have enjoyed it. I'm not sure younger than that, but the first time I played this through quite a few years ago now um i think i cheated a lot <laughs> i think i gave myself like infinite items or something so i like plowed through the game and i didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the storyline i didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the battle system it was just uh i want to play it to say i've played it yeah and now coming back and really experiencing it as a whole, it, yeah. I really, really enjoy this game a lot more than I had, you know, in the past. I, I do have to say, what we're doing now when we're playing, we really have to take those things. I don't think I really took some of these. I think if I had taken them into consideration, yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't think I did it, it this it is, time. It is different playing these games from a criticism, criticizing, uh, criticizing yeah. point of view. Um. It makes you appreciate the really good games yeah. a little bit better, you know. And it's nice, you know. I, I really didn't like the first three Final Fantasies. Um, oh, we've man. played, we've played a lot of, uh, you know, the thrift shop games can be kind of garbagey. So it's really, really awesome to come across a really good game. Right. That said, what did you give it for overall? Eight. Yes. So that brings my total to a forty-three out of fifty, and I'm thirty-eight out of fifty. Which... So that's. That's a 81 out of 100. That's a B. Yeah, 
I think that's it's that's a low acceptable. B, but I mean, yeah, totally. It's it's a good game. It's one of our higher Final Fantasy games that what we've. Was, what was your time? Do you remember? It was twenty five. 22 really yeah and you weren't even higher level i was at 24 21 and my levels let's see my highest level guy i have 259s 258s and Ridia was 56 but yeah i think i spent a little more time like menu hopping oh. <laughs> uh, you were too busy sorting your items like, the first yeah, half of the game. <laughs> i think i think that that factors in um, I really truly believe that my battle system is slower than yours was. So oh, that and I had po- the auto because might... like yeah. casting Bahamut all those times. Yeah, yeah, and see all that adds up. You know, e- even if it's a minute here, you know, a couple seconds right. here, no, a couple absolutely. seconds there, you know, it adds up. So for me, you know, yeah, yeah, I was under leveled maybe a little bit. The final boss wasn't that hard. Um. It was really sad. The final boss, like, death scene was super satisfying. Yeah. It was almost creepy the way... fade down. Well, he, like, slowly went down, and, like, the screen was, like, glitching out and, like, shaking, and it was just, like... That was pretty. It's like, yeah, you've just... It was, like, just really cool. It wasn't... cool death. It wasn't the same as the past Final Fantasies, and even some of the future ones that I've seen. It's just this really weird, satisfying, like struggle that Zemos is having where he's like dying and he's like struggling yeah. and I don't know it was just it was really it was deep. satisfying it was yeah, really it was. like I agree even though the boss fight wasn't all that hard I think if the boss fight was harder and then you have that death scene I think it would have been even more impactful but still the death scene was pretty awesome <laughs> no yeah I, I full-heartedly agree yeah so yeah Great Are we game. done? Anything that, else we That was about? a really long review. Yeah, it really was. You know, it, the, this had a lot of story to it, It did, though. yeah, it did. And there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of, you know, topics to go Depth over in this game. Yeah. Yeah. It makes Final Fantasy V look awfully appealing. Yeah. We got a lot of a lot of really good content ahead of us. I hear this one's pretty underrated, so... It is, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I play... I've said it before. I've played all of the Final Fantasy games through at least once. Um, it, you know, you said that, and it seemed like you remembered nothing of this. I, have, I haven't remembered anything <laughs> of the last few games. What I do remember of Final Fantasy V is that it's significantly under-promoted. We didn't get it in North America until uh, the PlayStation version came out with Final Fantasy VI. So it kind of got swept under the rug with Final Fantasy VI. Um, then we didn't see it again until the Game Boy Advance version. And again, it was on the Game Boy Advance, so it was kind of swept under yeah. the rug. So the, what I remember of it is that it's a really good storyline. I um, believe I played parts of this game, too, and I remember enjoying it. I don't really it, so. remember hardly any of the characters. I don't remember what the storyline is about. But I what I remember is that at the end of the game, I'm like, wow, that was a really good story. Great. So I'm really excited to dig into it. I really had a lot of fun. I I think I had more fun with Final Fantasy IV than I expected to. Yeah, I did too. I remember what I remember from my first playthrough of Final Fantasy IV was that it was really long and there was a lot of characters and I didn't like it because of that. Final (laughs) Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy V, I played both of them only so far. And when I did play, I really enjoyed, but for whatever reason, I never finish so i am looking because i knew i knew i liked four for sure when i, really I was enjoyed this. when i was really young 
you know, going into my early teens, I wasn't very good at reading. Yeah. So I didn't really like these early Final Fantasies because reading it was mostly was, reading. It was mostly reading. Well, it was challenging. It was challenging reading too. And if you didn't read, you had no idea where what to you're go. Doing, yeah. So because of that, I didn't play them when I was growing up. But now coming back and playing them as a as an adult, I really, really, really like you know, these games. And as cliche as this is, because you know we remember growing up and video games were not really the it was frowned upon growing up. But I really feel like some of these games contributed to help me read or like yeah, learn challenging words and yeah. stuff. Because I looked some of these words up when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I wanted to know what they were talking about, what they were saying, what that word meant. I always told teachers who were like, "You can't play video games all day." I always told them that it's more like reading. I mean, well, for for the, these types of games, absolutely. I, it's I, more like an interactive novel, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> more than anything. So yeah, no, great game. I would definitely recommend it. I odds are, if you've made it this far into this review, you probably have already played Final Fantasy IV, and you agree. So I mean, there's <laughs> that. If not, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to hear some feedback on what you guys think. Um, you know, check out our gameplay on our YouTube channel. You know. We, we do what we can to show, you know, our experience, and I'd love to see what you guys, what, what your experience is with these games as well. So, you know, I encourage you guys to play along with us in, in our future games, but then, you know, just interact yeah. with us. It, it'd be awesome. So, you want to talk about our thrift shop game? Family Feud. Yeah. Family Feud for the Wii. I picked this up at a thrift shop for two ninety nine. It's so shiny. It is. It's, it's like so glittery. Shiny. It's so pretty. I would hold this on my uh You put this display. on your shelf? I put this on my shelf for the for world sure. to see. <laughs> what did we say? I think 2010. 2010. Or 11. 2011. Well, it goes it, to 2011. Yeah. It's supposed to be decades from 1976 to 2011. What was wrong with 75? I'm not sure. <laughs> But it specifically didn't include 75. This game was surprisingly fun. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It kind of... It, it really took what Family Feud is and it made it playable. I, was... I didn't really like the choices. I didn't really like... You know, it was... It's only a two-player game, so you can't really... Play you're not supposed people. to play it with... Mul- or, well... You probably are supposed to play with multiple people, but you only need two controllers. Yeah. So, you know, if you had, like, two teams of four or two teams of two, you could probably do that with two controllers. You know, I w- when we were popping this in, I was wondering how we were going to enter our answers. Either we would have to be exact in our spelling and putting in the right answer, or they would have choices in which you could just... But they kind of did make... that elegantly, where you well, had to that, spell, that's... but it kind of gave you That's where it surprised choices. me, because the only other option was to give us like a set of words that we could just easily... Multiple choices. Yeah, that yeah. we could easily cancel out. Yeah. So I felt like this was really well done. In it order was to... a smart way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, basically, you were given, you were given the survey, and you had to make a choice, or you had to make an answer... And they gave you a keyboard on the screen where you could type out the first few letters of your answer, and, and they would start like auto predicting yeah. what you're trying to what you're trying to type out, and then you could choose the answer that you're it, aiming for. It was a little flawed because it already kind of anticipated the answer you were looking yeah. for, which corresponded with your answer. But S- like the one, 
Um, the question was name items that go on your ears. Yeah, and you put ear, and you put ear, and it and gives ear. you like all these choices, and you're like, well, it's this one and this one and this one. Although, so you know, gave the you two an idea. contradicting things was when I put in what kids uh like to do or something like that. What what kids like to do for entertainment? Or and something we put like that. toy store where they like to go. I put toy store, and it was like the beach. Yeah, they gave it to you. And then <laughs> it made but, no sense. But then when you had the uh, the, the question, car. what what would you replace in an automobile? And you put oil, and it's it wouldn't give you oil change yeah. because you just said oil. All I said was oil, but it was oil change. <laughs> yeah, and it was a little Stupid. lenient, like because when I put lights, it gave me headlights, but it didn't give you oil change for oil. No idea. No idea. <laughs> Um, overall, not a bad game. No, it was, I it mean, was fun. it's kind of a typical, you throw it in just to have some fun one night, but yeah. after that, I, I don't know if I'd ever throw it in again, I unless mean, maybe if I had a handful of people here and I was kind of entertaining a group, yeah. I might would throw it in it's just for charming. the fun of it. If, I guess if you really like Family Feud, it's fun yeah, for a it's couple a fun rounds. Game. I really, I actually do really like Family I Feud. Too. I like, funny. I like sitting and just watching it play on TV, so, you know, this was kind of fun to interact with it a yeah. little bit. Well, and it was fun because, I guess for us, I'm not too knowledgeable about the 70s and 80s, but it really you didn't no- even need that. Yeah, it had it nothing to do with really it. It was just the layout the that was... The theme of yeah. the stage that you were in was depending on what you chose. So, yeah. So, it really didn't it matter. Was, it, was, it was funny. You should check out that, uh, that stream. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, right now it's just on Facebook, but um, hopefully by the time this podcast goes live tomorrow, uh, we will have Family Feud up on our YouTube page. So yeah, our inner Family Feud. You can you can yeah, you can go to uh, our Facebook page too and follow us on Facebook. We stream quite a bit of stuff on we our interact. facebook between our facebook and our twitch and our youtube we are pretty much everywhere well, so facebook we're probably more heavily focused on because all of us are connected on that facebook, yeah facebook so. and uh instagram yeah we're, we're on instagram quite a bit too so yeah check us out follow not to us. deter you from the other handles <laughs> absolutely so yeah so our next game's our next games are going to be... So next month, um, we're talking, what, September 1st? Yeah, August 1st is tomorrow. Oh my gosh. So September 1st, Where we are going to play going? Donald Golly Duck Quackers. Going Crack Quackers. Now, this is just a platformer game, and me and Lori actually played it for our event that we had on Facebook um, a few months ago. Where we were playing a bunch of thrift shop games, and this was one of them, and I really liked this game. It's just a platformer, but I think that you would really like it yeah. too. Is it easy peasy fun or? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's not like overly simple, but I mean, it's it's doable. It's kind of like Crash Bandicoot, where it's you know kind of a three D platformer. There is mild animated violence. There is, yeah. There Disclaimer. is. It's mild, but it's there. <laughs> one player. This looks like fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that it'll be a fun game for me and you to just sit yeah. down on a weekend and just knock it Play out. This and... one. Now, in the meantime, we will be playing what game? Harvest Moon for the Game Boy Magical Melody. No, the, the Game, game Cube. Cube, not for uh-huh. the Game Boy. <laughs> but yeah. We could do it for the game. We could. I have it for the Game Boy. But no, Magical Melody, it was, it was hard for me to pick because I wanted to do this one or Animal Parade. 
but I really liked Magical Melody. It's probably one of my one of my top three. Awesome. So, I yeah. haven't played many Harvest Moon games. I think the first one I've and the only one I've ever played has been Save the Homeland. Save the Homeland the for the PS2. 2. And I don't even remember where I got that game. It was like I just had it. Had it's it. just always been in your I'm, collection. I had to have gotten it somewhere from someone. That somehow, was my but... first Harvest Moon. Um, I played the PlayStation One after that one, and I loved that one. That one is probably my favorite. So why aren't we playing that one? Because I liked Magical Melody. Because you get married in Magical Melody. Uh, you might get married in in the PlayStation One, but I uh, you get to play as a girl. So. Ah. Sorry, I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. So yeah, check that out. Uh, play with us. I would love yes. if you guys were to jump on and and if you have that game sitting around. I know the GameCube games are kind of hard to come by anymore, but send us screen caps of what you're doing. Yeah, for character. sure. Who you're marrying? Who are you marrying? I can send screen caps of who I've married. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so um, check that out. Um, next month for uh, Donald Duck and then for um, Harvest, Harvest Moon, Moon coming up. So we're, I'm, I think I'm going to try and stream Harvest Moon either between the two of us. Yeah, we'll figure something, something out. Um, so ch- be on the lookout for that. That'll probably be on our Twitch channel where Donald Duck, we will stream on our Facebook. So wherever you find us, just follow us. Cause we got a lot of content coming up and it's going to be fun. And I like to interact with people. So yeah. So thank you guys so much for watching, and yeah, we will see you guys next month. Bye!